With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. War Report family, what's up? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here to talk a little Auburn basketball, men's and women's basketball. Let's take it straight to the town. The Auburn Express. You are now listening to The War Report Ball Town Podcast. Lobtown Podcast, Ike Jones in here, man. Hopefully everybody is having a really great day. We are going to get this conversation on the road, though. If you're listening to this right now, please go ahead and do the necessary things. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the content. If you're out there on podcasts, do the same. Give us that five-star review and share it. Um, Auburn basketball right now, we'll start over on the men's side. Auburn basketball has been good this year, not great. Good, but not great. Currently has a 5-2 and two record on the season. The losses this year, of course, coming to Baylor and Indiana. Or excuse me, Baylor and uh, Appalachian State. The next opponent is Indiana. Auburn travels to Atlanta on December 9th to take on Indiana in the annual Hoops Giving Contest. Auburn, in the two losses they've had so far this year, kind of been different reasons for the losses. I think foul trouble primarily for the Baylor game was a big factor in getting the rotations where they needed to be and then free throws just not being where they needed to be. Uh, And then defensively, you had a couple of falters and, and just the turnovers really particularly in the start of the second half, right? It was just kind of a mash of things where a team just wasn't really playing together the way they needed to be down the stretch and just had some silly unforced things and forced things. Baylor is a good defensive team or um, has a lot of athletes on that team, but just kind of a lot of silly turnovers. And then again, the foul situation for that game was kind of ridiculous. Auburn definitely put Baylor on the free throw line too early and too often, particularly in the second half of that game. The App State game, on the other hand, was a game where Auburn just really didn't shoot the ball well. And we take a look at the statistics from that game. It tells the story, really. Auburn was 3 of 27 from the three-point line. If you're going to take 25 or more three-pointers in a game, you can't only hit three of them. That's just the brass tacks of that. There are no two ways about that. You cannot take 25 plus threes in a game and only make three. Auburn needs to be making somewhere north of 10 threes per game, in my opinion, if they're going to be a team that's taken 25 of them. 
so you've got to get better at the three-point ball. Uh, a lot of the three-pointers in that game were just not good shots. They weren't in the flow of the offense, and that's really been a thing that I'd been worried about in the way that we were getting three-pointers. It just hadn't been in the flow of the offense. They had just kind of been dribble up, take a three, early in the shot clock, you know, one rotation away, three. Um, or guys in iso ball kind of dribbling the ball around, pulling up for a three. Or, you know, and, and no offense to the young man, I think he's a phenomenal talent, Jani Broom getting the open three and taking it. He's not going to be a guy that should be taking a lot of threes. Only three uh, three-pointers taken in the last game, so I don't think he took bad threes. Maybe at the time in the game didn't need that shot, but not bad three-pointers. Jani Broom's usually only taking that three when he's wide open. The three-point ball has to go down when you've got guys like Aiden Holloway and Denver Jones going a combined zero of nine from the three-point line and you lose a game by five points. That tells you a lot, right? Those two making one three-pointer apiece, you win that ball game. One. So they just need to combine to shoot one three-pointer better. One better and they win that basketball game. That's the story of that game. Then you add KD Johnson, who was 0 of 3. Right? You were a combined between the better three-point shooters on your team when you're talking about Aiden Holloway, Jalen Williams, um, Leor Berman, and KD Johnson. You were a combined 0 of, let's see, 6, 9, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13. 0 of 13 from the best three-point shooters on your team. Then you add the second tier of three-point shooters on your team with Chad Baker-Mazar, only one of five. That's not good. The other threes that were made in that game were Trey Donaldson, who was two of five, and he's not really one of the better shooters on the team. He's, he's probably in that second tier with Chad Baker-Mazar. But you can't go over for the better shooters on your team and expect to win a lot of games, especially against talented teams. Uh, that's something that they need to figure out how to fix against Indiana, a team who has not defended the three particularly well this season. Their three-point efficiency rating defensively has been pretty low so far on the season. So Auburn's going to get their opportunities. You just got to take better shots at three. You got to shoot a better effective field goal percentage. When you look at things like that for Auburn, hasn't been great, right? So Auburn right now, as far as effective uh, offense, adjusted offensive efficiency, I should say, on the season is 37th in the country at a 111, excuse me, uh, 113 um, efficiency rating, right? And, and that's, and again, that's good, not great. Uh, when, when you pair it with their defensive efficiency rating of 93.7, uh, 10th, uh, good for 10th in the, con- uh, comp- 10th in the country, uh, you've got a good basketball team that I think can finish you know, in the top 25 by the end of the season, if, if trends continue in the direction that they are right now. But Auburn has to shoot the ball better from three, and that's the brass tacks of it. Right now, 291st in the country in three-point percentage. That's not going to get it done, especially when you have three-point shooters that are as good as Auburn has on this basketball team. Now, they're defending the three really well. They're in the top 20 in the country there in the ability to defend the three-pointer, but you've got to shoot better than this from the three. When you flip that over and you get back into the the contest coming up versus Indiana, you're going against a team that's in the top 25 in efficiency rating. Um, they fall well outside of the top 100 in defen- defensive efficiency rating. So a team that, well, excuse me, I, I take that back. They are in the top 100 in offensive efficiency, also in the top 50 defensively. 
So you're going to have a team that you're going to have to go out there and score buckets against because they are going to shoot the ball efficiently. Um, now, Auburn is a more efficient scoring team than than Indiana on the season. I think Indiana has played a higher quality of contest so far this year. So Auburn's going to have to do some work to really get out here and make some stuff happen uh, in this game. Auburn has takes, taken on the likes, excuse me, Indiana has taken on the likes of Michigan, Maryland, and Louisville, and UConn all, already this season. UConn, the only team that they've lost to, and they lost pretty handily to UConn by 20 points earlier in the season. Uh, but that's a top five team in the country right now. Uh, that's not going to be an easy out for any team. And, you know, they put it on them. But Indiana handled business versus Michigan winning that game by three points. That's a conference game for them already this year. So they've gotten the rigors of a conference game already out. Uh, Maryland, they handled that game pretty well, winning that game by 12. And then when you go into the Louisville game, uh, also winning that game pretty handily, winning it by eight. But for me, Auburn versus the more quality teams this season has played well in spots. I just, I, I don't know. App State wasn't wasn't a good game. Offensively, not a very good game. App State made kind of just pretty much everything that they were throwing up, they were making. So I don't want to be too hard on them defensively in that game, in a game where you only give up 60-something points. Uh, let me make sure I get the score correctly. You give up 69 points, close to 70. That's not great defensively, but it's a game that you should be able to win when you're a team that's used to scoring in this the the upper 70s uh, consistently. So had you gotten an offensive performance that you were used to, you would have won that basketball game. To me, again, it comes back down to shot making. But again, let's just go back and take a look at what you're talking about with the Indiana matchup coming up. Khalil Ware is going to be a guy that Auburn is going to have to contend with. And this is why the guard play so far for Auburn has been disappointing because Janai Broom is giving you everything that he's supposed to. 18 points per game so far this season, nine rebounds per game, almost averaging a double-double through six contests so far this year. Excuse me, seven contests so far through this year. Um, he's giving you what you need. You've got to get more from your guards. Right now, you're just not getting enough from the guard position, particularly I want to highlight the play all season and then the last couple of games, all season for Denver Jones, last couple of games for your freshman Aiden Holloway have not been what you need from those young men. Denver Jones this season just has not been able to get into the rhythm offensively. He's a guy that needs to shoot better from the field. He needs to, to be able to, and hopefully this game we will see uh, him be able to get to the free throw line and that night his ability to score a little bit more. He's been a good free throw shooter so far this season for the Tigers. He's got to get better from the field in order for this team to be effective offensively because in a game like there, you're going to play this weekend coming up versus Indiana, they're going to try to force Janai Broom to be the one that doesn't beat you. They're going to say, Janai, you're not going to get yours. We're going to pack the paint. We're going to make your guards go out there and score efficiently. If they can do that, Auburn wins this basketball game. But if they're not shooting well from the perimeter, it doesn't have to be from three. I've long clamored for teams figuring out, particularly Auburn guards, figuring out how to get better attempts from the mid-range and knock those down consistently. I think those are going to be available again. Again, Indiana doesn't defend the three particularly well so far this season, so you're going to get looks from three. But I don't think you need to just you know, fog it up from three at like Auburn has been. When they're not knocking the three down, you need to figure out a way to get into your offensive stuff, that medium range stuff, 
And then again, when we look at the last couple of contests with an Aiden Holloway who's been struggling from the field, something that I didn't anticipate him really doing in any game. I thought, okay, he might have a bad shooting performance, but he's going to get some from the field. He was an offer from the field versus App State. And again, that's just not something that you need from your quality five-star point guard, uh, whether he's a freshman or not. He's too good a scorer to go blank from the field. So you need better from him. And if you get that contribution from those two guys, you stand a really good chance of Indiana then having to figure out how they guard the entirety of the floor and not just pack the paint versus Janai Broom. Uh, but again, when we go back to a guy like Khalil Ware, he, Ware a very efficient score for Indiana. He is shooting uh, somewhere around 60-something percent. Let me pull him up here and make sure that I have his statistics correct. Uh, Khalil Ware is currently on the season shooting a phenomenal uh where was it i just saw it earlier 63.9 percent from the field 68.4 from free throw and 50 percent from three now he doesn't take a lot of threes only taken 10 threes so far this season but he made five of them he is an efficient scorer and a guy that is going to be able to go back and forth with Janai Broom. He's averaging just over 17 points per game so he can neutralize what Janai Broom brings to the team as far as his ability to score so that means other folks are going to have to step up and score. This is where the depth of Auburn is going to have to be able to wear down this Indiana team. They've got three guys in their starting lineup that are over 25 minutes per game. Um, Xavier Johnson is Xavier Johnson is just below 25 at 24.8. So really, um, four guys, their top five are, are all playing 20 minutes plus per game. Only solid contributor as far as minutes concerned is going to be Gabe Cups coming off of the bench. Uh, but he is a solid contributor indeed for this team as far as his minutes. Now, he's not going to put a ton of points up for, for them, but he is going to be a solid guard that is able to get out there and really keep their offense running when they go to the bench. Um, but scoring is three pr primary contributors. We've already talked about Kellel Ware. Uh, Malik Renault is going to be their second leading scorer on the team at 14.8 points per game. Uh, he's a forward that can really get out there and stretch the defense. He is shooting uh, 73.5% uh, the field, only 16.7% from three, again, doesn't take a lot of threes uh, and hasn't shot it particularly well, but the mid-range is pretty good for this young man. And then you get into the third leading score for the team at Xavier Johnson, uh, who is scoring 10.5 points uh, per game, shooting 50% from three so far this season. Again, not a lot of threes being taken by that young man, but he shot 10 on the season. He's made five of them. The guys who are going to be the volume shooters from three are going to be Trey Galloway and Mackenzie uh, Mbako. And I think I said that young man's name correctly. I apologize if I did not. Those are going to be the guys that shoot the vast majority of the threes for the team, but they're not shooting a great percentage. So again, Indiana's not a team that's going to live on the three-point line for you. And that does bode well for Auburn, who I think plays a little bit better against teams that are not going to stretch them too far. But where Auburn is going to have to be better is in not giving up the straight line drives. Indiana is going to be efficient, and they're going to try to get really good you know, they're, they're better from two than they are from three, something that you hear Bruce Pearl say a lot about teams. And they're going to take quality shots. Auburn just needs to be able to match them with intensity in the way that they're doing their switching um, and not getting caught in the downhill drives because we have not defended the paint particularly well this season. Again, good, not great um, in, in paint defense. And where you get into trouble with Auburn, when you get a lot of teams that are going to be straight line drives, and you're going to come over and try to block shots, which Auburn does a fair amount 
of shot blocks per game is you're giving up the the second chance points and the rebounds because you have guys coming over trying to contest shots. And that's where Auburn gets into this rebounding situation where they're not going to be good. I anticipate Auburn potentially playing a little more zone in this game to try to force Indiana to shoot more from the perimeter, uh, something that they haven't done really well this season. So hopefully Auburn is going to be able to get out there and pressure those guards and make them take shots that they don't want to take them out of the paint and do a good job of rebounding in this game but i think that's going to be the key for auburn and then offensively we've already talked about it you just got to get more contribution from your guards um whoever the guard is right you just need to be able to get more particularly from those two that we've talked about in aiden holloway and denver jones if you're taking the trip over to Atlanta, hopefully I'll get an opportunity to see you there. I do plan on being there for Hoops Giving here versus Indiana. So uh, hopefully Auburn comes out with the victory and look forward to breaking down that game afterwards. Let's flip it over to the other side and talk a little bit about women's basketball. Auburn women's team is coming off of a couple of victories, most recently against UAB. They are 6-2 and two on the season, led by Honesty Scott Grayson. And I can't say enough good things about the scoring and leadership from Honesty Scott Grayson as the graduate senior this year for Auburn. She has been phenomenal. Games where she has not played well, it's shown on the offensive end for Auburn. Uh, I think more about games where she didn't play at all and Auburn was able to find some scoring in other ways. Auburn needs to figure out how to be the same team when Honesty is coming off of the bench, whether it's because she wasn't feeling well or not playing at all because she's getting her rest, trying to recuperate from some nagging injuries that she's had. You've seen aggressive offensive play from other players on the team, particularly young Sydney Scott out there, the sophomore, excuse me, uh, Sydney Shaw, I don't know why I said Scott, um, Sydney Shaw, the young sophomore guard for Auburn. And, uh, you know, you have players that are doing better off of the bench for Auburn. I, I like what you're getting from Celia Sabane right now for Auburn coming off the bench. Uh, well, she's actually been into starting duty a little bit more in the last couple of games, but I like what she's been able to provide for you off the bench. And then you're going to get the contributions of, uh, let me find the name here because for some reason it is escaping me, Caitlin Duhon. Loved what I've seen from Caitlin Duhon recently for this Auburn basketball team. She has come and been a spark plug off of the bench, both defensively on the glass and being a little bit more aggressive and confident in her offensive game. Uh, I like what I've seen from Katie Duhon. Hopefully she continues to progress in that way. Uh, but the one for me as a supplemental scorer, someone who's going to be able to be a secondary scorer when Honesty is playing well and giving you the offensive game that she typically does, or if she's hurt, not able to play the minutes, foul trouble, whatever it is, it's got to be Sydney Shaw for me. She's one of the better pure scorers on this team. Uh, she can score. In the mid-range, she's got a good mid-range jump shot. She can step out and shoot the three well. Getting to the lane, probably not as adept at that, but she is somebody who can make the defense stay honest and not pack the paint as they have been doing pretty much against Auburn, which is dare guys to shoot uh, from the perimeter and force them to be able to take those shots from the outside uh, so that they're not able to dump the ball down into the post and get it in there to some of the big players that they have on the inside, particularly um, Savannah Scott, who has played well on the interior for Auburn this season as far as being able to be 
uh, just, you know, a double digit machine in there with, uh, you know, some of the games earlier this season. But Auburn really has turned it up defensively. Uh, and that's really what has catapulted them into these last couple of victories versus Clemson and then UAB. The defensive end of the floor is where Auburn has really made it difficult for teams to really just get into their offense. Um, they didn't press as much against the UAB team, but they did a lot of pressing versus Clemson to really make them uh, have to figure out how to get the ball the length of the court uh, and didn't give them easy opportunities to do that. Against UAB, they did a good job of still playing some ha um, Havoc-style defense and forcing turnovers. Um, where Auburn, I think, needs to be better defensively, they don't have any shot blockers, real shot blockers on this team, and they don't play particularly great against, again, downhill drives. It's a, it's a similar thing. Um, Sim teams are able to get downhill on them pretty effectively. They just haven't been finishing well. Um, though we don't have solid shot blockers for the women's team, you do have enough big bodies in there to make some contested stuff. That's going to be the difficult difficulty for this team as they get into the conference play, though. You have some bigger uh, forwards and centers in this league that will be able to finish in the paint, finish over the top. You're going to have to figure out how to make sure that you're being more effective and not letting guards penetrate against you. Because that was the problem when you go back and you look at the Cal game. They were give, giving up too much, much penetration, and Cal was content to get into the paint and draw fouls and get to the free throw line or kick it out, and they had some good shooters on the outside. Uh, Clemson and UAB both have good shooters on that team, and that's kind of what the philosophy was for both of those teams. Uh, Auburn did a good job of shutting down their ability to shoot a lot of threes in that game by playing a little bit more effectively against the rotations. And hopefully defensively, you continue to see that kind of prowess from those young ladies. Uh, but the next couple of games coming up for the Auburn's women's basketball team are going to be against, uh, let me just make sure I pull this up properly here, against Little Rock. So Arkansas Little Rock coming up this Sunday, December 10th. Uh, so that's going to be the next opportunity that you have to support the women's basketball team. Hopefully you do get out and get a chance to do that. Want to also give a, a good tip of the hat to uh, senior transfer guard Jemiah Mingo Young. She has been really good off the bench for Auburn, being able to come in and run the offense for this Auburn, being effective and just really just keeping a stable presence at the point guard position for them. And that's something that's that I think has been lacking for Auburn the last couple of years, having a backup point guard that could come in and really run the ball club and be able to get you into your stuff. Um, that I think that's the other thing. I talked a little bit to Honesty Scott Grayson about this after the last game, about um, just communication as a team and them being able to get into their offense a little bit more effectively earlier in the shot clock so that they're not spending the first five, six seconds just trying to figure out what they want to get into offensively. Coming in and just being aware of, hey, let's get into this. This is what the defense is in. Let's get into this set. Uh, and just kind of understanding what they need to be in. But having a, a senior leader like Jemiah Mingo Young, who's been able to come and battle back from injury and be solid for this team has been big. The other big person for this team, I think that's going to be a key to the success of this team, is someone who took a lot of strides at the end of last year and is starting to assert herself a little bit better offensively. And that is your junior point guard, Marshawn Bostic. Now, she's not like a great shooter or anything like that, but I like the way that she's attacking downhill a little bit better in these last couple of games and making teams play her defensively. I think the big thing in that Cal game and a little bit uh, in the game, the other game that they lost this season 
Bostic versus UCF was that they weren't respecting the ability of Marshawn Bostic to be able to contribute offensively. And in the last couple of games uh, against Clemson, against UAB, she's gotten downhill a lot more. Uh, Alabama A&M, another example, downhill, getting to the to, to the to the paint and at least forcing teams to have to guard her on the perimeter. If they're going to back off, she's just getting ahead of steam and getting downhill. I like to see her do that. I like to see her develop a little bit more in the mid range to make people have to at least guard her out to 15. Uh, but if she can get into that 10 to 15 range and figure out how to get a floater to drop, figure out how to get a mid range jump shot to drop. She's going to be really difficult because, again, she's really effective at getting downhill and into the paint. And she's good at getting to the free throw line down there. She uh, working on her free throw percentage and being able to shoot that a little bit more effectively is going to make this team very difficult to beat. When you have a primary score, a secondary score, again, in Sydney Shaw and um, as far as ability to just get their own shot, the secondary score for this team has been Taylor Collins, but a secondary score as far as being able to get their own shot in Sydney Shaw. And then uh, you do have your Taylor Collins of the world that are able to really kind of consistently get you double digit scoring when she's on in a game because she can score at the mid range and she shoots that pretty effectively. And she has a lot of athleticism. I love the athleticism of her to be able to get in, get rebounds, bother shots uh, down low and be able to finish at the rim. But you've got a good mix of multiple people who are able to contribute to you. And then if you get the contributions again of Katie Duhon off the bench like she has been the last couple of games, you've got five or six people that can go and get you buckets during a game. And you're going to be a formidable team to be able to have to deal with, particularly as you get into the conference play for the Lady Tigers. So looking forward to seeing how they progress. I expect a couple of wins to get rattled off here in a row for them you're in the Auburn area, make sure you go and support the women's basketball team as well. All right, about to get out of here. I appreciate you guys jumping in here with me. As always, if you're a fan of the War Report, you need to make sure that you're doing all the necessary. Share the content with somebody out there wherever they are listening to Auburn sports. They need to be hearing the voice of the War Report. You got Ike Jones putting in the work. Make sure that you like this video before you get out of here. Subscribe to the channel if you're listening on podcast. Go ahead and share the podcast and give it a five-star review out there on Apple. Appreciate you guys so much. Until the next time, and as always... War Eagle, we're out.